Hello, and welcome to the Canopy Boulder Cannabis Business Podcast, where we talk about the intersection of entrepreneurship and investing in the legal cannabis industry. Each week, we'll give you our perspective on the latest news in the industry, bring you insightful interviews with entrepreneurs, investors, and industry pros, and also go deeper on topics like launching a business, building a team, pitching investors, and setting a fair valuation. Now, why would we take on such a challenge? Well, since we launched our cannabis-focused business accelerator and venture fund in 2013, we've made over 110 investments into 90 companies in the legal cannabis industry. And we want to share our experiences and learnings with you. So join us every week as we take a deeper look into the legal cannabis industry and uncover the nuances and subtlety of starting up and investing in cannabis. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Canopy Boulder Cannabis Business Podcast. Um, this week, we're going to be talking a little bit about retail, about cannabis retail, um, and what that looks like, how it's changed, um, and some, some of the tech that's kind of involved in that. So today on the podcast, I'm joined by um, the founders of The Peak Beyond. So um, I'll, I'll let you guys introduce yourselves. Hi, everyone. Um, this is Jeff LaPena. I'm the CEO of The Peak Beyond. Uh, I'm John uh, Capone. I'm the CTO. And I'm Bill, and I'm uh, also co-founder and VP of business development. So, um, you know, the Peak Beyond was actually in Canopy's Berkeley class, right, in 2016. Um, so will you guys just give us a brief kind of outline on what the Peak Beyond is, and then we'll jump into some of the cannabis retail world. Sure. Yeah, so the Peak Beyond makes interactive shopping displays for cannabis brands and dispensaries. Um, educational tools uh, that exist inside the dispensary or inside stores or trade shows that help educate customers on products while they're shopping. Awesome. So that's why you guys are with us today. I mean, I can't think of anyone to talk um, more intelligently about sort of the retail experience. So let's kind of, I think maybe let's start with how dispensaries and sort of that retail experience has changed. I mean, the industry is obviously very different in 2019 than it was, you know, even in 2016, um, but certainly, you know, 10 years ago. So can you give us an idea of kind of like, how has this evolved? What did dispensaries used to look like and kind of where have we come from? Yeah, I I remember I got my, my medical card in California in 2007, which was um, six years after it was made medically legal. And I remember my first experiences were pretty uncomfortable and maybe even like a little frightening um you would always kind of walk up to this nondescript building with barred windows and there would be you know an armed bouncer outside and it all just even though it was legal it all still felt really shady and kind of uncomfortable mm -hmm. um so yeah we've obviously come a long way yeah, I mean, I think I went to that dispensary, the big one in Vegas recently, and that is like, I feel like, it's like 13, the exact, yeah. yeah, it's like the exact opposite of uh, kind of what you're explaining. So cool. So how do dispensaries kind of differ from traditional retail? I mean, do they differ? Are we kind of talking about the same thing? So, so in ordinary retail, we have shoppers who walk around the store. They browse products, they look at the packaging, they pick up products, they read labels, 
and they add it to their basket and then they continue shopping. Uh, we've all had this experience millions of times, likely every day. And um, in cannabis, it's, there's a very stark contrast. It's more like going to a pharmacy or something. So they're, all of the products are behind the counter or behind glass. There's very little um, consumer product interactions and the customers who do want to actually look and and um, see products and look at the packaging have to be attended by um, an associate or bud tender uh, the bud tenders are sort of safeguarding all of the products behind the counters and so in order for me to actually just even find out more information, I have to interface with, with a bud tender, which is a very uh, different kind of experience. Think about it, it kind of takes a lot of the power away from the brand and away from the consumer and puts it into the hand of the bud tender. Yeah, basically the bud tenders are the, the gatekeeper of information. Whereas, you know, if you were to be in any other, any other type of shopping experience, you're gonna spend probably most of your time you know, just taking care of yourself, browsing, educating yourself, and um, you're not relying as much on one person to hold all the information that you need. Sure, yeah, that um, makes a lot of sense. Um, so do you think that I mean, how sort of jumping into the bud tenders thing, I think that's kind of an interesting topic. Um, how, how is that received by customers? I mean, do you think there's a better experience? Like what, what is that going to look like? Yeah. I mean, we, we're really, we're inspired by grocery stores. We're inspired by just other retail environments. Um, it's definitely more empowering when you feel like you're, you're educating yourself. Um, sometimes you want to, you know, take as long as you want as well. Um, and just the way that dispensaries are currently set up, it's kind of like you have to get in, you have to get out. There's, um, you know, a need to, to know what you want when you get to the front of the line. Otherwise, you're probably going to annoy the people behind you. So it's not as casual of a shopping experience in a lot of places. Um, so we, you know, I sometimes I just I go to bookstores just because I want to browse. You know what I mean? Even if I don't intend to buy something. That's, yeah. that's an enjoyable way to spend time. Yeah. And... And um, I just want to jump in here and, and reiterate that and add that you know, when a customer in a, in a typical cannabis store model, the way that it is right now, every customer is taking up um, somebody's time. So there's um, a real lack of an ability for uh, cannabis retailers to have a large influx of clientele without having to staff up incredibly. Um, you know, it, if you look at the Home Depot, I go to Home Depot a lot and it's amazing because there are so few staff there and the, the checkout aisles are all self-checkout now. And you basically go, if you have a question, you can flag somebody down. But for the most part, everyone is browsing on their own they get their products, even when it comes to checking out, they're checking out on their own. So it's really, really um, less, it's, it's, um, it's not intensive on staff at all. So um, where, whereas in cannabis, it's very staff intensive. And I think that there's something happening where some, some dispensaries are kind of realizing this. And one of the problems that we've seen in the industry is that um, just training costs for staff can be really, there, there are some dispensaries that put a lot of effort into training their staff and 
and making sure that the consumer has a high quality experience because their staff are properly trained and they've gone through um, you know, courses and they're learning all the information about the products. And that's one way to kind of address the problem. Um, and then there are just, frankly, I think um, some people, some consumers who don't want to have to just take someone's word for it and they want to have a different type of shopping experience. And so we're seeing some uh, new innovation around the customer experience when it comes to staff and how they get that information in the store. And that I think is pretty interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So what, you know, how are dispensaries sort of setting themselves apart? We obviously, everyone kind of in this industry understands the restrictions around advertising. Um, so how do dispensaries kind of attract clientele? I think, I mean, what I'm seeing right now is that it's really about creating the best customer experience and really trying to innovate on um, that customer experience. So a major trend um, across the industry right now, I think, is this idea of changing what a dispensary looks like. So we're seeing a lot of high-end design consultants enter the dispensary uh, or cannabis retail uh, industry. And so dispensaries, the way that they look, are changing, like you said earlier, becoming a lot more kind of maybe similar to a club or more like a luxury experience where you're entering into a beautiful space and it no longer looks like the dispensaries of the past. And the other thing that I think we're seeing a lot is just um, innovating on the, the consumer experience model. So um, maybe instead of having people wait in line to talk to a bud tender, they have a personal consultant from the, the moment that they walk in the door who kind of assists them through the entire experience. Um, I've also found that, you know, I, we really like, I, I really like looking at other retail as a model for cannabis because cannabis is, Cannabis is both really open to change in technology and it's also really emerging, but there's other retail industries which have really set interesting standards before us. So like another retail experience might be a butcher shop. You, you take a number uh, from that little paper ticket thing while you wait. So, you know, I was talking to, to a dispensary owner a while back who wanted to implement something like that, where their customers are still waiting. You know, maybe they have, or, or when you go to a restaurant, you have that little thing that, that buzzes in your pocket. You still have to wait, you know, for your turn but you, you're free to kind of walk around or you're given something to do while you wait. So it's, it, it, customers are willing to wait. They just don't feel as much like they're waiting, you know? So I think that that's really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And what about sort of educating the customer, right? I think cannabis is interesting. You know, in Colorado, um, I know that we, we had an event recently. Um, we had some sort of, you know, operators in the industry talking about um, that the customer obviously in Colorado is sort of changing, becoming more discerning, more comfortable with kind of what products are out there. But that's not necessarily the case across the board. And it's certainly not the case in newer markets, right? Um, so how are, how are dispensers, how are brands sort of at, like putting out their messaging, communicating their messaging to customers? Um, is that part of the dispensary retail experience? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I think, another way that we're seeing cannabis retail kind of innovate is, um, you know, if, if, if the customer isn't getting a personal consultant from the moment they walk in the door, there might be one available to them. But then also on the branding side, um, we're seeing brands kind of introduce these store within a store concepts, um, you know, more, more similar to uh, what you might see in like a grocery store when a brand is giving out samples, except these are you know, really highly designed, um, beautiful spaces 
Um, just to you know, give an example here at Harborside in um, Oakland, Kiva has done this you know beautiful pop up where they have a brand representative there um, talking about the brand, and so I think that's helping fill in the gap. Um, obviously, new consumers in emerging markets aren't going to know to ask about terpenes where they might in Colorado, and so. Yeah, I think that educating the consumer is a really important part of maturing this industry. Yeah, and I, I love that you brought up innovation because I, you know, one of the things I think we talk a lot about at Canopy Boulder, um, and it is a topic that's fascinating to me, is sort of how cannabis is innovating other industries, right? Um, we've seen that time and time again, sort of from the tech side, you know, ag tech in particular. Is that happening here? I mean, are we seeing cannabis retail kind of innovate retail for, uh, you know, in other areas? Yeah, so this is something that, um, this is a really, really interesting topic, mostly um, because this is what we spend most of our time thinking about. Um, our our product in particular is is one of those sort of um, sort of futuristic takes. Say, hey, look, like maybe we can innovate cannabis retail, and we can drive adoption. And cannabis can be the first industry to adopt a new technology that's actually going to help um, shoppers across all industries. Um, I think that in many technologies, we've seen innovation in in cannabis, uh, whether it's data collection or, um, like you said, agriculture, ag tech, um, advertising, advertising, sure. And and we're really we we haven't seen a lot in terms of the retail model. And I think it's it's one way that we as innovators are really focused on that. So. Yeah, I also want to say that I think in, in many respects, change happens when change is, is forced to happen. Um, you know, we saw that with what, you know, how the music industry changed with, with digital files and pirating. There, the, the music industry had to make a choice about how to respond to that. And so digital streaming services became really popular. So I think that in a lot of ways, these Amazons, these you know, home shopping experiences where you don't have to leave your house are, are going to inevitably force retail to change. And probably for the better, you know, um, there are a lot of companies that are innovating pretty strongly in, in the retail experience. And I think that's gonna get stronger when, you know, when they have to, you know, kind of fight or, fight or die, right? And just to riff off of that, I think that's why one of the reasons why we're seeing so much innovation in cannabis is because of all of the restrictions placed on us. You know, we've got tax restrictions, we've got advertising restrictions, we've got retail restrictions. And so all of those limitations create opportunity for problem solving and for innovation. And I know that we at the Peak Beyond, we've really taken um, inspiration from innovations that have happened in other industries. And we're primarily looking at interactive marketing, which is a style of marketing where um, the marketing actually responds to the individual user. Um, and so a lot of those interactive marketing campaigns have been put on by these big companies like Nike and Amazon. And they are these one-off campaigns that are extremely high-end and extremely expensive. But also and extremely fun and extremely fun and extremely yeah. effective. And so we've tried to take away, um, to capture those experiences and make them affordable and relevant to cannabis. And I think that, you know, 
cannabis provides the opportunity to do that. And yes, um, by making it affordable in the cannabis industry, it becomes applicable then in other industries as well. One of one way that the cannabis retail environments are really leading the way is in these high-end sort of luxury retail environments. This is something that we really don't see a lot of um, in normal day-to-day retail, but cannabis is really in innovating in the um, in the atmosphere and the environment of these stores, creating these like very high-end environments for people to shop in. Yeah, that's awesome. Um... Cool. So, all right, just so we can switch gears a little bit, let's talk a little bit about the actual tech. So let's talk a little bit about what, what are you guys doing um, and how is it different? Um, I know that I think Jeff, you just sort of touched on that a little bit, but let's talk a little bit about what do you guys got going on? Um, it's a, it's an interactive display with a digital touch screen and um, has a, a place where consumers, a shelf where consumers can pick up a featured product and then place that product on our display, uh, which then pulls up information about, about the product. So it's a really interactive way to, to learn and shop. And we've found it extremely effective in reconnecting brands and products with the consumer um, in a novel way. And so um, we're getting around um, you know, laws in most places where you can't have actual live product on the store floor by using product representations or empty packaging. And so the customer has an experience that's much closer to what you would have in normal retail, say a grocery store or a liquor store or a clothing store, et cetera. Yeah, Jeff, as Jeff was saying here, we create these products that allow customers to explore and shop on their own. Um, what we've seen is you know, staff reduction and sales lifts at the same time, which is really great. Um, and because we're using a piece of technology um, to facilitate the shopping experience, we also just gather a ton of data on how consumers are shopping. So we think that that's really important for the industry right now. There's a lot of transactional data, but there's a lack of behavioral data. So uh, we're really, we really care a lot about what drives a consumer purchase. So while we give them an innovative method of shopping, we're also learning a lot about our customers uh, while they're doing it. Cool. So you all have, my understanding is you've sort of put these in to a couple of sort of smart stores. So talk me through what is a smart store and how is that different maybe from traditional retail, but then maybe also from kind of the dispensaries that uh, of your, you know, that, that we think about when we think about dispensaries. Yeah. So, so our, we're building out these smart stores where our technology is deeply integrated into the way that shoppers shop while they're in the store so um, in our smart stores we usually have like 10 to 15 sometimes even 20 displays um, either grouped by category you know flower concentrates around the store uh, or kind of all together and maybe an island in the middle of the store some combination of the two Um, and shoppers don't have to wait in line or wait for somebody to help them they basically walk up to any one of these you know, displays with the the category that they're interested in and they can browse the products, they can handle products like we've been saying, they can add to their cart and then they can walk to a different part of the store and continue shopping. Um, So they're able to kind of freely move around and we have staff that's floating around just to help people. But for the most most part, shoppers are occupied. Um, Shoppers are taking care of themselves and if they need somebody, they can ask somebody. Um, We've seen a, a, you know, huge 
staffing overhead reduction. Um, we've also seen shoppers kind of sharing the experience with each other. They're, they're sort of upselling each other, especially when dispensaries are really, really busy. Um, and then when they're ready, they just submit an order and, and they go pay for it at the register. Um, so, you know, we're really, we're really smoothing out that, that whole sales cycle right there and, and giving customers a lot of options. Awesome. Just one more exciting statistic there is that in the store where we've um, been focusing on our smart store effort, we've also been able to increase the basket size by 40% over the industry average. So I think it has something to do with um, removing kind of the, the limitations um, for the customer. And when they see more products out on the floor and they're able to actually interact with them, they're becoming more aware of their options and buying more at the same time. That's great. Um, okay, so we're getting close to the end here, but I really want to know um, kind of really quickly what your predictions are. What does cannabis retail look like in five to 10 years? Yeah, I'm actually, I'm really excited about this because I think that it looks much more similar to, um, you know, going to a bar, for example. So we're going to see a lot more consumption lounges attached mm -hmm. to dispensaries. And that's going to happen once the I think majorly after federal legal legalization happens, uh, we're already talking to people who are planning some of these spaces. And so if you can think about like a barcade, um, which is, you know, a bar matched with an arcade, we've been talking to people who want to pair entertainment of some kind um, with cannabis retail and with public consumption spaces. And so you can imagine that side of it. And then you can also imagine a more wellness focused version of a dispensary or a consumption lounge where you're going to a spa and you have products that you can purchase um, to enhance that experience. So I think that it's going to be a pairing of entertainment and technology and retail together, which is really exciting to me. Cool. Um, any, any last thoughts, any sort of last trends that you think are interesting that you want to talk about? Um, we're seeing a lot of, you know, people just continuing to cut out the middleman. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we're, we're learning about, you know, POS systems who are now entering into the cultivation side of things. So uh, we're, just, we're just seeing companies want to kind of take over entire sectors of the market. Um, and I think they have the freedom and the capability to do so. Um, cool. Can you let everybody know sort of how to find you, how to figure out, how to learn more about PPON, maybe where are some of your stores located if, if anybody's in those areas and want to kind of go check out um, what's going on? Sure. So we are on the web at thepeakbeyond.com. Um, we've got stores in Oregon, Colorado, California, Michigan. Um, and yeah, if you're, I think most of the listeners are probably in the Colorado area. And if that's true, um, you can stop in at Euflora in Denver, um, Ajoya in Louisville, and then in California, if you want to see our smart store, it's in San Luis Obispo. It's called 805 Beach Breaks. And otherwise, just get in touch with us and we're happy to talk to you and um, help you find out where you can experience it in person. Awesome. Um, and I'm going to link to the Peak Beyond in the description of this episode. So if you want to check that out, that's an easy way to get there. So um, thank you guys so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Uh, sort of giving us your rundown on retail in the space. 
Awesome. Yeah. It's great talking to you, Celia. Awesome. Of course. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Um, as always, if you liked what you heard, make sure you review us, uh, leave us a rating. Uh, it helps get this content in front of more people. So we appreciate that. And uh, thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Now for the disclaimers. Please do not take any information from the Canopy Boulder podcast or its guests as investment advice. Be sure to contact your licensed financial advisor before making any investment decisions. So thank you for listening and please join us for another Canopy Boulder podcast episode coming to you soon.